0: I'm Chris Anne Hall, and thank you for joining me on today's show about why Joe Biden is not authorized to be the king of America. And I'm pretty sure if you look back, that should be applied to just about every president for the last 150 years, if not, you know, since Jefferson. I mean, Jefferson did some crazy junk too, but nothing to the level of what we see now. And it's the colossal ignorance that is taught to the people, that is conveyed by the professors, that is repeated by the pundits, that is spread throughout the world by the ignoramuses we call journalists. And I'm just going to tell you, it's a bipartisan affliction. I am going to sh- I'm going to share with you an audio that I captured years ago. Years ago when Donald Trump was running for president. Okay? This is way back when Trump was running for president the first time, right? And I'm going to share with you an audio taken from the Megan Kelly show with one of their conservative constitutional experts spewing this stupidity. So you might ask yourself, what has gotten Chris Chrisanne thrown into this tizzy? Well, my, bleh, I'm just gonna put up my husband's post for you. Well, actually Christian's gonna put up the post for you in which my husband posts on Instagram, for the record, Be ahead of the state, especially Saudi Arabia, and you can saw people into tiny pieces without consequences. See, breaking, Judge dismisses lawsuit against MBS for murder of the journalist, Jamal Khashoggi, saying that, quote, despite the court's uneasiness, end quote, it must defer to the Biden administration's determination of um, immunity for MBS. Now, for those of you who may not know how this is going down, let me just share to you what has happened, okay? A U.S. court today, federal court, said in a filing on Tuesday that it was dismissing a lawsuit against the crown prince of Saudi Arabia over the killing of a Saudi columnist who lived in Virginia, after the State Department's determination that the prince has immunity as a head of state or government. The lawsuit filed in part by Hatis, and I'm not even going to try that last name, uh, the f- fiancé of the columnist, Jamal Khashoggi, named the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman as the most prominent defendant. Mr. Khashoggi was killed by Saudi agents while visiting Saudi Arabia's consulate in Istanbul in 2018 to get documents for his upcoming wedding. So she filed a suit because he was living in the United States. She sued the Saudi prince for a wrongful death. It's just amazing to me He doesn't even have to face his day in court because the State Department, i.e. Joe Biden, says that he is immune from having to answer to any court charges while he is the crown prince. Now, let me tell you just how ridiculous that is on its face. The crown prince is not like the president of the United States. He actually serves until he dies. If that is the application of law in the United States, that as the crown prince, you don't have to be held accountable for your destruction, unlawful destruction of someone's life here in America, seriously, Katie, bar the door. Hey, MBS, why don't you just come over here and start executing people because Joe Biden has just said you are immune from any court proceedings in the United States as long as you are the crown prince. Let me show you something. Not only should that be offensive to our moral condition, okay? We should understand that the President of the United States does not constitutionally have the authority to even do that. First off, we have to understand, and I'm pulling up here on my phone, that the power delegated to the office of the president is specifically limited to that authority that is enumerated in Article II of the Constitution. And what's even more interesting to those who will actually take the time to look at Article II in the Constitution, you will see that you have to skip over two-thirds Of Article 2 to actually get to the enumerated power of the president, which begins in Article 2, Section 2, Clause 1. And I read, the president shall be commander-in-chief of the Army and Navy of the United States and of the militia of the several states when called into actual service of the United States. He may require the opinion and writing of the principal officer in each of the executive departments upon any subject relating to their duties of their office, respective offices, and he shall have power to grant pardons and reprieves for offenses against the United States except in cases of impeachment. Article 2, Section 2, Clause 3. He shall have power by and with the advice and consent of the Senate to make treaties. To provide two-thirds of the Senate present concur. He shall nominate and by and with the advice and consent of the Senate shall appoint ambassadors, other public ministers, consuls, judges of the Supreme Court, and all other officers of the United States whose appointments are not herein otherwise provided for and which shall shall be established by law. But the Congress may by law vest vest the appointment of such inferior officers as they think proper in the president alone and in the courts of the law or in the heads of the departments. The president shall have the power to fill up all vacancies that may happen during the recess of the Senate by granting commissions which shall expire at the end of their next session. Article 2, Section 3. He shall, from time to time, give to the Congress information of the State of the Union and recommend to their consideration such measures as he shall judge necessary and expedient. Recommend, not demand, not order, not dictate. He may on extraordinary occasions convene both houses, either of them, and in the case of disagreement between them, with the respect to the time of of adjournment, he may adjourn them to such time as he shall think proper. He shall receive ambassadors and other public ministers. Receive them. He shall take care that the laws be faithfully executed and shall commission all the officers of the United States. Guess what, guys? That's the end. Nowhere in that short list of authority delegated to the president of the United States does it say he can grant immunity to foreign princes, prelates, and potentates. Do you understand that that power is not listed? Therefore, that power does not constitutionally exist in the office of the president. And here we have a federal court deferring to the president of the United States to exercise a power he does not constitutionally have. And so guess what? If you're a crown prince and you have a president that people treat as a king, and you're giving favors to the king, you can chop up people, you can murder people, and the president will say, oh, you have immunity. Will you offer me just a few minutes of your time, please? Just a few minutes of your time today so I can explain to you why the president does not have that power specifically and what happens when we allow the president of the United States to exercise a power that he doesn't actually lawfully, constitutionally possess. Now, you guys know that I do a lot of teaching online at libertyfirstsociety.com. Okay. Liberty First Society.com. I'm sure Christian's got a, a link up there for you guys to see. LibertyFirstSociety.com is where you can get all what you need to understand the power of the legislative branch, the power of the president, the power of the judiciary, the checks and balances, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, and the solutions for making them right. I promise you you become a member of LibertyFirstSociety.com and you will learn these things. And then I will apologize because then you will be as irritated as I am over garbage like this. I mean, I, it's just... Pfft. Mind-boggling, how do we as a people sit by, and how do journalists sit by and just simply just report this as if they're giving us the, the sales stats on bushels of oranges? And if you think about this, and I don't want to diminish the value of the life of this journalist, but there are larger ramifications for allowing the president to exercise this kind of power. Consequences, by the way, that will benefit foreign nations and actually destroy the liberties of the people. History always tells that. So on libertyfirstsociety.com, I actually have a class on the presidents, president or presidents or kings. That's what it's called. I actually go over the power of the presidents. I'm going to give you the whole class right now because that would sort of be, that would take too much time. And you would not want me to do that in this kind of forum. And I don't want to do this in this kind of forum. You want this full education? Go to libertyfirstsociety.com. That's why we have it there. But I want to show you why I'm so irritated. I am so irritated because we don't have to be ignorant. I am so irritated because LibertyFirstSociety.com brings you an education that is readily available, yet still not taught anywhere. The conservative pundits, the conservative journalists, the conservative news sites, the conservative teachers and professors and blah, 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 blah are all not teaching this. And quite often when you hear this audio that I have from Megyn Kelly, quite often they're teaching more than not the opposite of the truth about the president. And those who drafted Article 2 of the Constitution, those who ratified Article 2 of the Constitution, can I just tell you very specifically, wrote down very specifically why the president of the United States has about this much authority, and this much, see the little bitty square in the middle there, this much autonomous authority. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna show you three slides that I have from the power, the presidential class that I have on libertyfirstsociety.com. Now the first slide, uh, Christian, is the one with the soldiers, the military service members on the front, okay? And this is all from Federalist 69. Federalist 69 explains why the president's power is specifically limited and defined. He is not a king. Well, isn't that a great way to start off describing why the president of the United States has limited and defined authority? He has limited and defined authority because guess what? He's not a king. I mean, I love the way our founders wrote they, they wrote with, with directness, and when you get used to the style, it's direct, it's powerful, and can even be simple. He says, it is not a king. He is not a king. He is just a general. The president is to be the commander of the in chief of the army and navy of the United States. In this respect, His authority will be nominally the same with that of the king of Great Britain, but in substance much inferior to it. You see, 69 is a comparison of three executives, one, the president, two, a king, and three, the governors. And the purpose of of Federal 69 is to show you, number one, why the president is not a king. And number two, the limited, why the president's power is limited and how it is limited different than the king and even how it's limited different than that of the governors. So he says, the president is to be the commander in chief of the army and the navy of the United States. In this respect, his authority would be nominally the same with that of the king of Great Britain, but in substance, much inferior to it. It would amount To nothing more than the supreme command and direction of the military and naval forces as the first general and admiral of the Confederacy, while that of the British king extends to the declaring of war and to the raising and regulating of fleets and armies, all which by the constitution under consideration would appertain to the legislature. Do you understand what he's telling you? The president, remember I read to you article two, he's the commander in chief, when called into actual service, Alexander Hamilton in, in Federal 69 is explaining to you right now the President of the United States has no constitutional authority to declare war. Zero, non, zilch. If he declares war, that makes him a king. These kings, the presidential power with the military is inferior to the king because the king can declare war. The king can raise money for the military. He can call people into service. But guess what? We don't have a king, we have a president. And the president, as those who created the office of the president say, guess what? We did not give the president the authority to declare war. We did not give the president the authority to call people into service, why? Because he's not a king. The only time the President of the United States is lawfully a Commander-in-Chief is when there is a formal declaration of war by Congress. It is not the power of the President to declare war. It is the power of Congress so that the people whom the representatives in the House represent, so that the states whom the Senate represents will control whether we go to war or not, not some stinking king. And that's just step one, guys. Go to the next one here. He's not a king. He's less than Congress. The one, okay, would have a qualified negative upon the acts of the legislative body, the president. I'll just put that in there so you can see because it's written in long form, referring back using pronouns to the other. He says the president would have a qualified negative upon the acts of the legislative body. The king has an absolute negative. So when Congress sends a law to the president, the president can veto it and Congress can overturn it. The veto. But a king can just say no. And that's the end. The president would have concurrent power with a branch of the legislature in the formation of treaties, while the king is the sole possessor of the power of making treaties. Do you understand that according to our constitution, the president of the United States has no authority to make unilateral agreements with foreign entities and foreign governments? Zero. Iran deal. Completely unconstitutional for the president to sign a treaty and declare that it is binding on the people is completely unconstitutional because a treaty is only binding in two, if two conditions are concurrently met. Only binding if two conditions are current, concurrently met. The Senate Agrees with the president by the number of two thirds. Two thirds of the Senate must agree with the president for a treaty to be valid and, not or, and the treaty itself must be consistent with powers delegated to the federal government by the constitution. The federal government has no authority and the president has even less authority to make a deal with foreign countries that is not a power they can execute on their own. For example, the UN arms treaty. The federal government has no constitutional authority to regulate our firearms. I realize that's what they think they can, but they don't have any authority to do that. So guess what, that treaty is invalid. Let me keep moving. The president would have a like concurrent authority in appointing officers and the king has the sole authority in appointing officers. When the president is nominating Supreme Court justices and cabinet members, that doesn't make them so. The president nominates, and the only time those people are appointed is when the Senate approves them. So the president doesn't nominate, does not appoint Supreme Court justices. That's another thing that we get all wrong. It is not the president who appoints justices. It is your senator that appoints justices. It's just amusing, it's just amazing to me, it's puzzling to me. Every president of the United States gets credit for appointing Supreme Court justices when there's never been a president of the United States that has ever appointed a Supreme Court justice. Every Supreme Court justice is in place because the Senate has put them there. Continuing in the next slide. The president can confer no privileges whatsoever, but a king on the other hand, can make denizens of aliens, noblemen of commoners, can erect corporations with all the rights incident to corporate bodies. It is not a presidential power to make people refugees. It is not a presidential power to grant citizenship. It is not a presidential power to grant immunity. That is the power of a king, guys. The president can prescribe no rules concerning the commerce or the currency of the nation. Are you catching this? Executive agencies that create rules to regulate our commerce are completely and totally unconstitutional because they transform your president into a king. The king in several respects is the arbiter of commerce and in this capacity can establish markets and fairs, and regulate weights and measures and can lay embargoes for a limited time, can coin money, can authorize, prohibit circulation of foreign coins. Are you catching this? Sanctions are not a power of the president. Tariffs are not a power of the president. Regulating commerce is not a power of the president. All those powers are reserved to the legislative branch. And the legislative branch passing off their power to the president unconstitutionally is transforming our presidents into kings. Just now, in The Insider, Biden's student debt relief form plans are paving the way for an untold amount about to be billed to the American people. Biden's student debt relief plan. I have just shown you this is not a president, a presidential power. This is a kingly power and we are transforming ourselves. We are ourselves transforming America into a kingdom by allowing presidents to do this crap. And we support it when we don't confront journalists. We support it when we don't confront professors and pundits and politicians who Speak this stuff into reality. We support this when judges are allowed to get away with this stuff. So, the last thing that I want to play for you today. And I promise that I'll do my best to my head, not explode. But I want you to hear this because somebody's like, oh, well, this is Biden and this is the Democrats and this is the liberals and this is the progressives. And Chrisanne is just speaking to the choir. Let me play for you, actually, let Christian play for you this audio track from Megan Kelly on Fox News with their Fox News constitutional expert Into talking about the power of the president when Donald Trump is running for president. Go ahead and hit it, Christian. A lot of people talking about, uh, Republicans have been talking about president is a king, the president thinks he's a monarch, the president thinks he's an emperor. If you look at the way our framers and our founders embedded the presidency into our civic culture, the president in many ways has more power than a monarch in a parliamentary society. Our president has enormous authority. He has, an, in the nuclear era, the power to destroy the whole world. That is how much authority and how much power our system puts to the president. The check on the president is twofold. One, what can the Congress do to him? But two, What does he, as a man, what is his integrity, and how is he bound to tradition and to everything else? If he doesn't care about that second part, there's very little to constrain the man. That's right. That's, That's right. Freaking kidding me. Megyn Kelly, that's right. That's right. No, it's not right, you nincompoop. There is not just two checks and balances on the president. It's not a matter of just Congress kicking him or he kicking himself. Seriously, if that's all we have, then we do have a king, guys. But that's not how our constitutional republic was designed. I'm like, seriously, are you kidding me? He's talking about the Republicans complaining about Barack Obama being king. And then he comes out and says, well, from the founder's perspective, you know, the president does have that kind of power, right? From the founder's perspective, the president is like a king. He has enormous power. Look, guys, Christian, roll through those, those three blue slides that I gave you. Just roll, just show them up there. Remind you, these are the words of the people who created the office of the president, who said specifically, the president does not have enormous power. The president has very, very limited power. The president has less power of the than a king. In every aspect, less than a king. And yet, this idiot. Fox chooses to be their constitutional expert is up there teaching the conservative masses that the president is a king in his power. And you wonder, you wonder why we're in this mess. You wonder. I don't wonder. I know. We're fed it. We're fed lies. We're fed garbage from the people who people actually trust to get truth. We are fed this stuff 24-7. Consuming, 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 and consuming, and consuming lies. It's time for us to break free from the mental slavery. It is time for us to shed the chains of this ignorant narrative that we have to have a president that saves the world. We've got to have a president that creates jobs. I read you all the power of the president. He doesn't have any authority to create jobs. We need to have a president that will declare war, that won't declare war. Presidents don't have the authority to declare war. We need a president that will get us into this deal and this treaty. They don't have that authority, guys. We need a president that will give us conservative Supreme Court justices. Hello, presidents don't give you justices. We have to change the way we see things. We have to change the way we hear things. We gotta change the what way we deal with government and what we expect from it. So that's gotta start with education, guys. LibertyFirstSociety.com. You wanna know what an amazing check and balance that actually exists right now in your own backyard against a president that thinks he's a king, you have a check and balance right now. Probably the most powerful check and balance you could have in your hands, gifted to you by the founders of our constitutional republic, right there in your county, the most amazing, peaceful check and balance on a king in the White House. And it's the sheriff. That's why we have our film, Noncompliant 2, all about the sheriff, which we are going to have an exclusive world premiere this December 14th, just a week from today in Tampa, Florida at the River Church at Tampa Bay, 3738 River International Drive, 7 p.m. World premiere. Come on. I mean, there's hotels right by. Come on, learn why you don't have to put up with a kingly president, whether they be a Republican or a Democrat. It doesn't matter. A king with a red boot is just as bad as a king with a blue boot. And you don't have to be a subject. You simply don't have to be a subject. There are many levels checks and balances that are available to you, and in the, in the, in the sheriff is the most powerful one. Did you put up that picture telling everybody where to go, Christian? Christian, I want you, we're going to go ahead and end the show today, and as we're going out today, I want you to play the trailers for our film, Noncompliant to the Sheriff. We're going to have another premiere on January 13th in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, and then... We're going to be releasing sometime in January the film so everyone can watch it publicly. I want you to see that you don't have a king and you don't have to put up with a king. Whether it be a blue king or a red king, whether it be a Stuart or a Norman, it doesn't matter. You are, our founders said no more kings a long time ago, and we don't have to have kings. We don't have to put up with them. We can, we can be free, but we got to step up. We got to step up our game. So watch these trailers. And I'll see you at the premiere. Go ahead, Christian. God bless everybody. A voicemail on the church phone. The voicemail was from the New Mexico State Police. And the officer said that New Hope Revival Church is non-essential and must shut down. I knew I needed to connect with the sheriff. I knew it was the chief law enforcement of the region. Remembered. Uh, getting to attend a Chris Ann Hall uh, seminar in Albuquerque. And and she had talked about the the Shire Reefs. And I said, listen, I want to know if you'll stand for God rights. And he looked me right in the eyes and he goes, pastor, I will defend you even if it means I got to go to jail myself. said, government doesn't own my church, it's under the head of Christ, and government cannot shut down my church, and this sheriff arrested him for it. We're not stopping, we'll never stop, we'll never comply. It'll be a cold day in hell, with the devil singing Frosty the Snowman, we will never bow, we will never comply. It's time for you to stand up and say no.